Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The CLNS Media Network is powered by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. To hear John Zanis, Taylor Kyles, Taylor Kyles in Foxborough, hanging out late, late, late one, technically Monday right now. It's a school day, um, and uh, those of you awake, you're still probably stewing a little bit about how the game ended and how the Patriots have fallen to 0-2, and there's probably a bunch of things on your mind right now, and Taylor's going to try to put as much of it in perspective as he possibly can. Um, there's a lot. There's quite a bit to talk about from this game. Um, I guess we'll start at the end only because that's what is kind of fresh on everyone's mind. Anyone who's watching this show obviously knows how the game ended here. The, the Patriots lost. The second game in a row, the ball in their hands, a chance to drive for a tying score. Um, and in this case, they fell short. What was it, at the 31-yard line? 20, the third around the 30 yard line 29 um on a play where you know fourth and three they tried to get it to mike gasecki he was short kind of got blown off the you know blown back a little bit throws to cole strange strange plows forward falls it's deemed a first down video review overturns it i mean honestly i think it was the right call i also just think it's a really difficult thing to say that it was beyond the shadow of a doubt obvious when the ruling on the field was that whatever. So again, it's that kind of shady. What that, what, what, what do you need to see to overturn a play? Uh, did you think you over, you saw enough there to overturn that Taylor? I thought it was going to be tough. There was an angle where his knee was down and I was like, all right, maybe, but I didn't see the ball, which is why I thought they weren't going to overturn it. Cause like you said, I could see, I like, I, I can't just say that was a bad call. Because I do understand, you know, some of the logic behind it. But at the same time, looking at it myself, I was like, that's going to be tough to overturn. I'm not so sure that they can. Um, plus the rule of cool. Like two weeks in a row, it should apply and it doesn't. If something looks freaking sick, let it play out. It's what the fans want. And I thought, you know, that would have been awesome. But I don't get to make those calls. Yeah. Uh, it was a tough call. And I'm addressing it now because, honestly, I don't want to talk about it very much. And the reason yeah. being is that um, I don't think it matters. Like, it happened, and it stinks. But it's not – it wasn't to win the game or to whatever. It was to give them a chance to continue trying to score, and they were still down. The issue is, look, their defense kept them in the game in the second half, but the the the, the what you're going to take away from this game is they have some serious problems on offense. Um, and there are some of the problems that – there are let's I, I I'm not 
I don't want to make it sound like it's a we told you so thing. It's just your worst kind of fears being realized in terms of what this offense can do and what it's capable of doing based off of what I'm afraid is at this moment in time, personnel limitations. Mac Jones, I don't know how much you can put on him here. I think he has his limits with his arm strength and his ability to push the ball down the field, Taylor, but I thought he played a pretty good game. He manipulated the pocket once again when he had to, made a couple of really money throws, You know, great back foot one to Devontae Parker, made a nice couple nice throws to Juju, uh, You know, a horrible interception, but again, that happens too. We can talk about that, but I don't think this isn't, um, you know, Max such an easy target here. I, I, you know, I'm one of the first to say I think he has a ceiling that's going to cap how far you can go. But I just don't think you can do anything with an offense that has an offense. Because again, the offensive line was only missing one starter tonight. Okay, so it wasn't a wholesale everybody's out. That was Trent Brown, and that's a tough one to overcome. But there's no push at all. Uh, there's the running game after two weeks has been an absolute disaster. Uh, so if you can't run the ball and you don't have the weapons or the quarterback or whatever to push the ball downfield, you're really, really, really limited. They can just live in this intermediate zone. They had what would be categorized as two explosive plays all night. Uh, and those were runs. One was a Mac Jones run. One was a Ramondre uh, almost every other, every, you know, Mac through three quarters had not completed a pass more than 10 yards down the field. That's a really, you're living in a really small box there when you're trying to play offense here. So how concerned are you by what you've seen with what this offense is able to do so far? I think the biggest takeaway, and this is one of those things where I wanted to see the on-field product before I made a big deal out of it, because I do think we're seeing O'Brien's scheme allows them to move the ball methodically. Like, we have not seen an offense where it's like three and out, three and out, three and out. This offense, the past two weeks, has been putting drives together. But then it becomes a couple of good ones. The yeah. margin for error is so small. One, because of pass protection and run blocking. The offensive line, because of injuries, because of mostly because of injuries, like Cole Strange did not look good. Uh, from the things you could tell from the live uh, part of today's game, Mike Edwenu had to sub out for Antonio Mafi for I think a lot of the second half. We think Calvin that was Anderson fitness related, or I, just he wasn't playing well. I really don't know. I, I I don't think you put Antonio Mafi in for Mike Edwenu because Mike Edwenu is not playing well. Like I think that was probably more just physical limitations. Um, then Calvin Anderson, where I, you know, I thought he was better off at the left tackle uh, spot because that's where he's been for a lot of his career. So I don't know how much that's factored in. And he missed all of summer, but he was beaten several times as well. So the offensive line is already setting you back for any offense that's going to make things harder. And then that's capitalized by the fact that Devontae Parker loses, gets bodied out by Xavier Howard on what was not a good throw for Mac, to be fair. But bad at the same route, time, you want Devontae Mac. Yeah, exactly. And then Devontae Parker, there were a lot of 50 fifties. They were like, the pass wasn't great for Mac, but also like Kendrick Bourne wants to be this big play guy. And that's what he's shown flashes of. And he can't make those tough grabs where guys are really close and he gets a shot downfield. And that's been the case the past two weeks. It was actually so, a pretty, the, the deep ball was actually a very good ball by Mac to Kendrick Bourne in the first, the half. first one. And he yeah. only gets a left hand on it. And that was almost like a, a goofy looking attempt at someone I thought for a second, maybe his right arm was being held back a little and it wasn't, it was just a bad attempt at that ball. That's gotta be right there for Kendrick for KB. And he doesn't make that play. 
Yeah, so it's just you don't have the big play threat who you can consistently rely on. Now, I again, I think that Devontae Parker can be that most weeks. I just didn't like – I don't like when Mac targets Devontae Parker when he's matched up against like really legitimate – Yeah, don't throw 50-50 balls against good corners. Right. Right. Not- like I'm cool with it against 90% of players. Like Devontae Parker can make a living because he's very good at that. But Xavier Howard gets the money he gets because he doesn't allow yes. those. That's for, where I'm like, hey man, you got to pick your spots for there. a fifth exactly for a 50-50 ball receiver like 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 uh, like that Devonte Parker is when you're playing against a corner like that, the other 50 sometimes results in interceptions, not in completions. The risk reward is simply not there, and that was just a very ill-advised especially throw. in that spot, especially it, in, like you're in, in scoring territory. Yeah, like that's a huge difference maker. If they even just get a field goal there, it changes the complexion of the game. Um. But yeah, I, I just I just think the margin for error is slow slim because one, who knows how long it's going to be until their offensive line is in the spot where you're like, yeah, they're cohesive, they can run the ball effectively. If without they are, if they are, we don't know. Right, that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. So like, even until if that even happens, then it's okay. Well, yeah. are your guys, are your playmakers going to make plays? I think the tight ends do a good job of that. Every time sure. you threw the tight end, but something good happened. But your receivers stay like, on the line for a Douglas. second, okay? Because yeah, yeah. I do want to ask you, at, at best, at best, entering the year. Okay, at best, you had four people you thought you could call starters. Trent Brown absolutely has been effective when he's been asked to play, but you know there's health issues and this and that. He's been more comfortable on the right than the left, but whatever. That's one. David Andrews is David Andrews, solid pro. You know what you have there. And on when who's coming off a terrific year, slotting back into his guard position, which he's best suited to play. We don't know if Cole Strange is a, is a plus offensive NFL lineman yet. We don't have any idea. We, he might not be. He was thrust into the starting lineup last year and got benched several times for performance issues. We don't know who he is yet. He might be yeah. good. We don't know yeah. who he is yet. So I will say, though, tonight I don't three think and a half, like... Three and a half feel good about and still a hole. So I don't know that you ever get to a point that it's anything better than serviceable, but it's also potentially horrible like it's been in the sense that there's just not enough there even though Mac didn't get sacked he was pressured on one third of his throws by the Eagles who didn't really blitz much last week and then you know they had a bunch of coverage breakdowns today and they can't run the ball at all right now so you're getting nothing out of this offensive line maybe it gets there but do you really think that like they can turn it around to the point that this is a good unit I do think that when healthy, they can be. Now, I think it's very important to remember that, okay, so Trent Brown, he didn't look good run blocking last week, but he gets paid for pass protection. Cole Strange, I think, is good. The things that he was having lapses with tonight were not things that I saw last year as big issues. I think it's fair to assume that he's going to take a step once he's healthy. David Andrews, David Andrews. Mike and one, he was one of the best players in his position. I think he just needs to get healthy and be someone who you can rely on, to, you know, be there every week. Right tackle. It's still going to be a question mark, but I don't think that either one of these games have come down to Calvin Anderson. It's been the interior is giving up pressure totally. so fast that Matt can't do anything. Like you can get they like um, Badarian Lowe told me they preach in New England protect inside out because even if you give up pressure outside, Matt can step up. Like he's not one of those guys who's going to scramble, but he maneuvers the pocket very well, and we saw that tonight. So I do think if this offensive line is better, your margin for error is higher because you know st- players still need to make plays. But we saw that Mac Jones like 
past two fourth quarters, he's been outstanding. Like he's making all the throws that he needs to make. It hasn't necessarily been perfect. Like last much week, better than last year. Sideline throw to Kayshawn Booty. Yeah, like that one. He kind of double clutch, but he's throwing it and delivering catchable balls, and guys aren't helping him out. And that's maybe the most frustrating part, but also why I say this season isn't like other seasons because Max rookie year. He was a lot of the reason that they weren't doing well, as well as turnovers. Like there were also times where they just gave the ball away in horrible situations. Last year was coaching, where they got behind the eight ball because they were just terribly led and guys were just trying to survive out there. This year, the offensive coordinator, I thought there were a couple iffy calls, but like, again, that's the margin for error where no offensive coordinator is perfect, no quarterback is perfect. But those two positions have been keeping you in these games and putting you in position to win them. Now it's okay. This is where, you know, I don't like to be the weapons guy because I think if you've got a lot of service, if you got a lot of veterans who are proven and reliable, you're fine. And for the most part, I think they have that. But now we're starting to see, okay, that lack of a true, consistent, like a T. Higgins, a Tyreek Hill, like not having those types of guys, I don't think like it's too early for me to say that's going to tank their season because, again, we don't know what they look like with a healthy line. But that stood out a couple of times where you're like, damn, man, it would be nice if they had one guy who could flip the field really quickly or have a big play where they don't necessarily need to keep putting these long drives together. And, I mean, again, they, they – bite themselves in the foot because like they have mistakes, they have negative plays, and they just can't have those. Like Other That's offenses the other have thing. those and they can make up for it. They can't make up for the negative plays. That's the other thing is they're still playing dumb. You're, you're talking about a team that's like 2-9, and nine, I think, over its last like, – like this is a team that's – you go date back to last year, and again, last year can be attributed to co- coaching, disorganization, this and that. Still some really dumb stuff. Lining up offside on a freaking kickoff – you know, bad penalties that are extending drives. You know, obviously the the the, the turnovers are things that continue that, that can't happen. I mean, you're shooting yourself in the foot with some stuff here uh, that's just still sloppy. And again, when you talk about the margin for error being so small, you got to be perfect in that other stuff, and they're not perfect here uh, at all. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess. I, this feels like it's a chickens coming home to roost sort of thing with both the O line and the and the uh, and the uh, and and the uh, you know and 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 the receivers, it's yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. Like, can a baseball, can an you know, can a professional pitcher in in the majors be effective without a ninety-eight mile an hour fastball? Sure. If all the secondary stuff is great and he's painting corners, mm-hmm. you know, and he's and he's he can do every other thing. Yeah, you can find a Greg Maddox out there. But unless you're perfect in everything, the the talent on the field matters. And right now, they're just not good enough. Yeah. To, to to with the personnel to be making to be playing this inconsistent you know inconsistently and sloppy uh, brand of football. So you've got some problems here that they really have to. You're right. If they tighten everything up, get healthy, run more efficient, absolutely they can they can probably string together uh, enough drives and with this defense keep themselves in games and win some games. But right now everyone's just going to look at that offense and be like, see. There's the kid. Why didn't we get old linemen? Why didn't we get receivers? That's going to be what the conversation is going to center around until something changes. If it changes. And I will say, and you know me, Mr. Optimist, like I have been realistic already because the product has not been there. Like that is 100% true. On the bright side, which I know normal, more victories, all that. You know who else is 0 2 right now? The Bengals. Like you, it's not impossible to get out of an 0 2 rut. And the players all emphasize, like, there's a lot, like, I think uh, uh, somebody asked Mike Asiki, and he was not happy about it. She was like, um, 
you're 0-2. The odds are not in your favor to make anything of this season. So how do you guys feel and are like about making something of this? And he was he seemed a little pissed off. He was like, there's a lot of football left to play. And I think that's true. Like, there's plenty of winnable games on their schedule. And when you think about it, these are two of the toughest teams they're going to play all year. They were predicted to be 0-2 anyway because they were underdogs at home. And they had a chance to win both of these games. I got news for you. They're underdogs in 13 of 17 games right now. I understand that. I understand. I understand. (laughs) I I totally get that. I totally get that. But also, we're saying, like, this is not the version of the team health-wise or just in terms of execution that we think we're going to see moving on. Like, we always say it takes them until Thanksgiving to figure things out. To a degree, that's, you know, that's a little easier to say when you got Brady and all those things. And, you know, but they have a great coaching staff. They have a group of leaders who are, I think, very accountable. There are a lot of veterans. There's not a lot of young guys you're depending on, like Demario Douglas. It'd be nice if he becomes a contributor. I think he could be a difference maker, but he gets benched after one fumble. But I do think that we've seen Mac Jones can really step it up in the fourth quarter when he needs to. Like, what do you need in games like this? You need a quarterback who's going to put you in position to succeed. Mac has done that against two very good defenses and one great, all-time great defensive coordinator. And the things that have worked against him are an offensive line that we expect to get better. And sometimes his receivers just aren't executing. If that continues, then yes, they're going to be screwed. And also the defense keeps getting stops when they need them. To a degree, did they get lucky a couple times? 100%. But it's the NFL. Sometimes you get lucky. Can you capitalize? And the defense did that. So it's only two weeks in. If we're talking about a team that's lost five games before Thanksgiving, then yeah, like all of that, what I'm saying right now goes out the window because it's too late and you've dug yourself into a crazy hole. But I do think against the Jets, tough defense, offense, as long as you don't crap your pants, they should be fine. I think they have some games coming up where they can get some – the Dallas Cowboys are also going to be a tough out. But I do think they have enough winnable games to get back on schedule, get some confidence. Wilson. Seriously. No, seriously. This this was a buzzsaw before Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is just what the doctor ordered. Exactly. But I do think that there's been enough signs that like this is not an incompetent team. And Matt Judon, before he even took comments or questions today, said this ain't a bad team. Like we're not bad. We know what we need to fix. We just need to play the way we play in the second half in the first half because they balled out in the second half of both these games. You know, Mac, for the most part, the offense didn't always follow through and help him out. But like there you see glimpses of, oh, yeah, this team can compete with two of the league's playoff front runners. They just need to finish. And they have. 15 games to figure it out. So I'm just, you know, that's my optimistic spiel. But at the same time, they are not showing that they can finish. And that is what's most it's important. It's not just, one thing that doesn't get easier, and we're not going to get to next week yet, is the Jets defense is the best defense that they'll face so far, um, potentially. That's that's going to be a challenge for them. Um, for that O-line, that's going to be very difficult. I know the Eagles yeah, are good yeah. too. But yeah. with their with their corners and this and that, that's going to be tough. Now you mentioned the Demario Douglas benching. We also mentioned, uh, you know, what uh, what we expect from this team in terms of win total for the season. And as I said, they are underdogs in a shocking number of games this year. And I don't think anything's necessarily going to change here. Though the Jets losing Aaron Rodgers does flip things a little bit. Uh, before we proceed, and we're going to talk about. Uh, both what's coming down the road and then a couple of other things from today, including a very curious benching, uh, which bothers me in a, in a a zillion different ways. Uh, And we'll talk about that too, but first we do want to, Oh God, it's not (laughs) though. That's the, that's what bugs me is it's not, it's inconsistent. It's inconsistent. No, he's done it. He did it. He Ramondre fumbled and everyone's like, we won't see him again. And he was back. He, 
he's done, he's changed his tune on that stuff with people left and right. He's not consistent. I don't know what Demario did that was such a, a, a hangable offense here. Ramondre and, also, I will say Ramondre has been like a, I, I'm just saying for that one example, he's been a massive outlier in his entire career. Like got way more carries than any running back that they usually draft. Yeah. But like, I, I don't think Bill's been, I don't think Bill's early, been but... consistent on the doghouse stuff. I think he lets people get away with big mistakes and then he punishes others indiscriminately. I, I don't get it. But anyway, <laughs> we're talking quickly about FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook and the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's a great deal. It's just basically free money. Bet five, get $150, and you can play around with that. You get it win or lose if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel. No better time than get in on it now. Super easy to use app. Get spreads, player props, whatever, over-unders, all that stuff, and more futures, uh, all sorts of fun stuff. Obviously, football is king right now, but you have basketball and hockey coming right around the corner, so there's going to be a lot of things that you can get in on that action. So check that out. You do have to be 21 and over in Massachusetts uh, in order to be eligible for this deal. Uh, first online real money wager, $10 uh, with real money deposit required. Uh, the bonus is issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets expire in seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. If you need help, gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Now let's get into the Demario Douglas stuff because I found that odd. Um, uh, he didn't play. He fumbled. He didn't play another snap after a first quarter fumble. Um, I Again, why? Let's just make it simple. Why? You have, I, I don't think it's, it's sad that it's the case, but I don't think that you can argue. I mean, maybe it's born, but Demario Douglas, probably your most explosive player. And the person who might be able to get you some chunk yards when you've been dinking and dunking your way down the field and trying to be perfect on these drives, he can be a game changer for you. I don't think you have the luxury to take a player like that off the field to send a message at all. I, I don't think you can do that. So I don't understand why this happened. Yeah, man, I don't, I don't really know either. And then they kept him on the field as a punt returner. Like Belichick was very adamant. <laughs> I mean, he was lying to us. Let's, but he was hear, let's hear about he it. Let's finished. hear it. Here's, yeah. here's yeah. Bill. What went into this? into the decision to keep Demario Douglas off the field after his first quarter fumble? Yeah, we played all of our skill players. It, like I, they all played. I don't think we saw him take another offensive snap after that play. Well, I mean, look, we had a lot of production on offense, so. Parker had a good day, Jusecki had a good day, Hunter had a good day, Juju, KP, so. You know, a lot of good players, can't play everybody. Okay, look, you made the call, Bill, to bench him. The world isn't stupid. Everybody saw it. He didn't play again after a fumble. Just own it, right? Yeah. Why, I mean, be, I just, why I... be coy on top of it? Yeah, look, <laughs> ball security matters. Like, you're going to be the tough guy on the sideline. Follow through there. Like, yeah, the, the, you're fucking, you're, God, you're damn right I sat him. Can't do that. I don't care who you are. You got to earn it. We can't be through. We can't be loose with the ball like that. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't. You know, this isn't really my area. Like, it is what it is. The way I see it, he did it. Whether or not he admits it, I don't really care. Like, we all saw it happen. He trusts him to return <laughs> punts, but not enough for the offense. And I don't know, man. Like, clearly, I think Demario would have been a difference maker and given you more big plays than you got without him. Uh, but at the same time, like. Man, they have plenty of receivers. That's another thing. Like, all right, so think about Ramondre. It was just him and Damian Harris. Like, I think James White had already gotten hurt at that point. I'm not positive. But in terms of, like, running back, Ramondre was, got special treatment because it was him and Damian Harris, and Damian Harris kept getting hurt. Demario is on what, in terms of just bodies, is a pretty loaded like position. Obviously, skill-wise, you're not going to say they're, like, up there or anything. But they have enough bodies. that they were like, all right, if he's going to fumble, then I don't trust you we're going to put in Juju because his knee is not going to explode. So I think that was the thinking there, but at the same time, man, like, I don't care. It was, it was, I, I don't agree with the decision, but it's Bill Belichick. And I don't really care whether or not he lied to our faces about it. Like it is what it is. I, I don't care to lie. I just don't understand why not own it. You bench the guy. And so look, <laughs> it's just, the question is, what should, should you have benched him? You know, not like well he played. Like, no, I, I, I I don't like the I say I don't like the decision, but they had enough bodies that I understood the logic. And again, it's not like not having Demario Douglas is necessarily why that play happened. I think Mike Kosicki, and I'll look back on it real quick. Mike Kosicki acknowledged that Mac. Got, okay, I'm looking right now. Mac got hit and had to throw off his back foot, which made the throw a little short. And Gesicki said he had to come back to it and then heard the sideline start cheering, realized he was short, and then threw it back. And you can see they who got free. Yeah, uh, a blitzer from Nick uh, Bradley Chubb was inside, got through, yep. and Mac had to throw off his back foot in the pass was short. So it's not Demario Douglas doesn't make – I mean, maybe he slips a tackle or whatever, but I also don't know if they're putting in position to be that guy on that play. Just they couldn't they couldn't finish. Like I, again, I I think Brent, Demario Douglas helps you. I don't think he's the reason you lost the game. No, I don't think so either. But I mean, how do you know? It's just if you're better with him on the field, keep him on the freaking field. Like I said, is you don't really have the luxury to to mess around here to send messages. <laughs> um, I don't know whether Jack Jones is truly injured or that's a message as well. I think you need every healthy body you can get right now. We're at you know DefCon. Let's call it three. Um, you know, it's, 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 you can't, you just can't, you just can't mess around here. Now, the way things were trending, did you see Juju on the outside looking in again before Douglas got benched? Um, I think I, he was like, out there for some, but he wasn't out there for all. Uh, he was looking playing at behind. The, looking yeah. at how they used certain packages last week. I think it really did just have to do with how they were like, there were packages where DeMario was the only wide out on the field. It was all just like tight ends and, um, and uh, a running back in this week, that was Devontae Parker. So again, I think they do just see DeMario as a playmaker. I don't think they see Juju in the same light. I don't think they're like, yes, this is a separator. Who's going to make big plays all the time. I think they see him as a guy who can be high volume, make can make catches and, you know, get what's there. Um, so yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, I don't think that DeMario's behind Juju. I just think that there are certain times where they're like, yeah, we'd rather have DeMario's explosiveness. Um, but yeah, I, I I think that whole thing is a little overblown. Um, 
now that I was able to look at the tape. I know last week I said I thought Juju was lying. Um, and I don't know. You know, like, they we're the media. They don't have to be totally honest with us. But at the same time, again, looking at how those two were used, I think packages did have something to do with it as well. well Juju's supposed to be a yak guy, right? Juju's supposed to be a get it open in the middle of the field and then do something with it. Right yeah. now he's a possession receiver. Yeah, which is and, – and this is one of those things. It's kind of like Janu where you see the plays, and this is like we – I'm always growing as, you know, an analyst and all these things, and there are things I need to do better and things that, you know, sometimes when they get a guy, I have a role and vision for him based on his production. And then I'll look back at the film and say, okay, what did I maybe miss here? Yep. And I think I started to kind of come along to this as I was watching more Juju and as I watched camp. And then it's just like if teams are bad at tackling, he'll thrive. Like he'll break a tackle. And then I think he has enough juice where he can get a big play more so than maybe Jacoby did. I still stand by, I mean, with his knee, I think maybe a little that has been taken away. Um, But I would say that, yeah, it's just like if teams tackle well, then he can't really do that as often. And he does need space to kind of build up ahead of steam to get there. And again, I think the knee thing did play a pack of did play a factor in that because he does look a tick slower. Um, but yeah, I think that does kind of hurt. But at the same time, if Demario Douglas learns from his mistake and then by midseason he's somebody that's like your top three receiver, I think this offense will look a lot better because yep. he's got that big playability or even underneath he can make things happen. He's just got to learn. There are things in the NFL that you just can't do. And I think the doghouse – I also think part of the reason maybe he was put in the doghouse so quickly was one, like I said, bodies. But also like they clearly like him. They had a big role for him all the way back in training camp, like to start. The first day he was working with Mac and all the main guys on another field. I think they're being harder on him than other people. Like sometimes you even hear it from the coaches when they're talking to him. I don't know. Like, you know, they're hard on everybody, but they seem very critical of him in a way where they're like, yo, like you need to be on point because I think they know they're going to need a lot from him. So I think part of it is just that understanding that this is somebody who we no, I would get like it. to be a big role player and you know i I do think that factors in as well but at the same time it sucks because he's a really good player and you like to see him on the field and and honestly like on a human level like i don't know anyone saw their post game with him he looked sad you know like yeah yeah. i felt i felt that's one thing i'm learning now that i'm on the job man like it's tough i have this thing where when i'm uncomfortable i laugh and it's it's i i was in the locker room and i i felt so bad because people are all upset and like the vibe is awful, and I'm just like my body wants to laugh, my, just because this is so bad. But like I can't do that, so I'm just like looking down and like trying to avoid eye contact. My wife has that. It's it, 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 she can't stop herself. <laughs> she can't stop herself. If someone's telling her some really bad news, she, she her instinct is to laugh, and she can't stop it's a it. Sickness. It's a it's weird. A <laughs> So I do it at funerals, man. I'll be sitting there and everyone's crying, and I'm just like, "Oh God, it's happening!" I look yeah. like a jerk, but yeah, yeah it was like, a, like I did Matt feel bad. I felt bad for Demario because he's a good kid, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, man, I don't know, you know." Just anyway, it was tough. Um, we are gonna we're, we're gonna put a sunny bow on things uh, because there was uh, good stuff to talk about regarding the defense, uh, again. And again, we're talking about a defense that did it without John Jones. John Jones is vital to the defending Tyreek Hill. He's one of the few humans alive that can run with them a little bit, you know, like the, the Pats have done that where they will let John Jones run with Tyreek because he can, 
uh, you know, there's another four, two guy. Um, and, you know, obviously with a little bit of help there. So that was going to be a challenge right off the gate uh, there. And then Marcus Jones goes down immediately too. And you've obviously got Jack Jones in, in jail, right? Uh, not jail, jail, but in IR or whatever, you know, in, in do- the doghouse slash your, your head's getting cut off. I want to see all of you. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. Sorry. yeah. Um, so, uh, but the defense did its part again against, uh, you know, an offense that looked like ridiculous, like probably the best in the NFL last week. Uh, so we'll talk about that in a second. We want to tell you one more, uh, one more thing about another sponsor of ours, and this really pairs well here um, <laughs> with uh, with our previous sponsor. Uh, you ever wish you could navigate the betting field with confidence of a pro? Enter Odds Are. They are not a sports book, but they are the sports betting advisor. You didn't know you need. You've probably always needed them. It's like having a playbook for smarter bets right in your pocket. Uh, honestly, check it out. It's like, uh, oh, maybe I'll do that instead of this because this is a much smarter thing to do. You'll be blown away by the type of advice that you get here. Uh, it's like basically a cheat sheet, you know, so to speak, uh, that will just let you bet smarter uh, if that is, again, something that you're interested in doing. Um, so, again, especially since you folks here watching the Patriots postgame show or Patriots press pass, um, because you're fans of the show and because you are uh, customers here and uh, people who uh, you know watch CLNS programming, we will give you a 30-day free trial uh, if you sign up right now. Elevate your game. Join the smart betting revolution. Go get it at oddsr.com slash press pass once again odds are.com slash press pass you can't lose pair it with our previous sponsor sign up there and try this 30-day free trial uh and see if it works for you now let's talk a little bit again about the uh the defense here uh you know as a whole you know how do you feel uh about what you've seen uh, out of these guys and again you're talking about two really explosive offenses that they've been able to and two explosive offenses with a pair of really explosive receivers uh, that they've been able to keep in check. Obviously they got shredded a little bit by Mostert here. And uh, you know, and he had that long touchdown run, which was a bit of a dagger, but overall uh, your performance, their performance tonight. Yeah. I mean, the defense gave some stuff up, but at the same time, it's like if you have the Dolphins offense with that Patriots defense, then like you're feeling pretty good because you don't expect them to be perfect. They've just been in the position where they kind of had to be perfect. The first half, you saw they struggle with like the the short little wheel motions that the Dolphins like so much. They wouldn't tell me what because I noticed that it wasn't an issue in the second half. They did something to fix that, um, and for the most part, I thought I thought they got lucky at times. Like Tua sometimes like under throwing things worked for them a few times. Um, one was the Gonzalez interception where I thought that Judon's pressure was the reason it happened. But looking back, like Judon didn't even touch him at that point. He just threw up a freaking skyball. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that was. Um, And it was honestly, there were points where I was like, all right, if this is like a top 10 quarterback, that scares me a lot more where I don't think they make the same mistakes. But at the same time, like your defense is going to struggle against an offense. It's this talented. That's this well coached. That's the entire point of having great players, a great scheme and a quarterback who just doesn't make a lot of mistakes. And I also thought it was huge that they stood up as much as they did. Like they got walked on in the first half for the most part. The only three and out they got in the first half was lucky because Tua just had two really bad throws. The second half, thought they applied more pressure. Um, I thought their coverage was a bit tighter. The run defense, I asked Dietrich Wise about that because he mentioned that they wanted to set their edges because pursuit and tackling, those were the big things where there's certain things Miami does where you can't really stop it. 
Like, if they do a run fake and want to throw it over your head, they're going to do it because there's only so many things you can defend. But the tackling and the pursuit angles, like, those were two things where I was like, all right, this the defense has to be better. They shored that up in the second half, and I really thought it was good. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, going back. I asked Dietrich Wise because he said they wanted to set hard edges to contain the run. And I was like, oh, well, is that why the inside run? Yeah, the inside happened? zone. Yeah. yeah, I was like, was there maybe trying to overemphasize one thing and concede another? And at first I thought he was mad at me <laughs> because like, he's a really nice guy for a second. His face was just like, mm. but you gave a great answer. He said, no, that was honestly just a lucky play where one bad thing happened. What I thought it was, was Equale got pushed out of his gap. He's usually pretty solid in that role for his size, but he got pushed out. Juwan Bentley had to engage a lineman and then most of was at the second level. And I know, but Duggar sucked gone. way up too. Um, I'm not you're... surprised. If you look at the replay, Duggar came charging, and if he stays or he takes a better angle, he's going to fo- force Mostert to the sideline or possibly get a piece of him. And he came up, and he was the only one in the secondary with enough speed to potentially chase him down, and he took himself out of the play, and it was over um, And that's, as well. that's what happened last year, week one against the Dolphins, where he took a bad angle against Jalen Waddle and a fourth and seven. What would have just been a big play? It yep. turned into a like, 40-yard touchdown. Yeah. Um, and I will be fair, Kyle Duggar also had a lot of really good plays in pursuit of tackling. Did. I don't want to be just like, oh, poo-poo Kyle Duggar or anything like that. But, you know, that touchdown was pretty bad. And if it weren't for the missed field goal, if they had made that field goal, it would have been a two-position game. So that's, you know, it, it wouldn't have been quite as close. But uh, for the most part, I liked what the defense did. Again, this is such a tough offense. I, For the most part, I'm going to go into most matchups saying the Patriots are fine because uh, I think they have a really talented team. The Dolphins just are so rare in terms of their athleticism and their playmaking ability. And I thought they did pretty well, things considered, especially without John Jones or and Marcus Jones leaving really early with a shoulder injury. Another thing to monitor, their cornerback room is in a very scary place right now because they are depleted. Yeah, hopefully the John Jones thing is not long-term. Um, and you've got two more games without Jack. Marcus Jones would not surprise me if you miss if if you don't see him for a little bit because we don't know. But he got ruled out pretty quick, and he seemed to be in a good bit of pain there. So we'll see what that situation is. But you're basically looking at Gonzalez and Sean Wade right now, and Miles Bryant. Um, so it is thin. Um, it's a thin room. You know, you might be able to survive next week because Zach Wilson. Um, so. You know, but you got to get you got to get healthy quick. That's an area you can't really, um, you know, be missing guys for too long. So, uh, but again, defense arrow continues to point up, and I think ultimately the defense is going to have to keep them in games because I just don't think the offense is going to be capable of scoring points in bunches here. <laughs> this is a Dolphins team that gave up 230 yards on the ground last week to the Chargers, and you ran for three yards a clip against them here. Um, so that's not really great. Uh, they're not really able to get anything downfield going at all. And I think that that's what's going to continue to be the story until you see the offense find another level or just ex- or be crazy super efficient at the other stuff that they're doing, you know, and their timing is really good and they're able to work those kind of intermediate spaces a little bit more um, and do that. And honestly, like one of the things that's going to free them up a little bit is if they can loosen things up a little bit by getting the run game going, uh, because yeah. right now they're really, really, they can't, they can't get downfield and they can't run both of those things. You can't survive not being able to do either of those things. Well, yeah, I was saying going into this game that I thought that if they had a decent run game, 
things would be okay because then you, you're not as one-dimensional. Yeah. Because especially with Jalen Phillips, he wasn't in the game. But all they can do is if you're one-dimensional, stuff. then you're screwed. Yeah. yeah, and like the tight ends, the reason they were effective is because it was just underneath, underneath. And I think at one point going into the fourth, they were 0-6 with an interception on downfield throws. Downfield is 10 or more yards. That's not even 20. It's not even asking them to be the dog. Yeah, I know. It's like, no, <laughs> intermediate, at least the Patriots usually kill it in intermediate throws, and they couldn't do that. So – I got to watch the tape and see what exactly was going but on. But uh, you're looking at you're looking at the tough. Jets and then the Cowboys' defenses. Oh my God, you know Taylor. I don't. I don't think that's when the problem is going to get solved. I think they need to just learn to be hyper efficient and yeah. then attack downfield against the bad defenses. Because I just they they have shown it. They just can't be the kind of team that I think over the middle they could do better. I will say that I think in terms of threatening the intermediate middle of the field. They should be more effective. And against most people, Devontae Parker, even like maybe not Gilmore, maybe even Trayvon Diggs. But like most people, I think Devontae Parker outside is a massive benefit. And there's the rare team that has a cornerback who's so good. You're like, yeah, I'm not throwing that. It's just not worth the juice ain't worth the squeeze. And then you find something somewhere else. Um, But yeah, I, I think you're seeing how running up against good defenses can make it so that this team really has to be perfect. And the defense gives them so many opportunities where they don't actually have to be perfect. They just need to do their job late. And they just, for different reasons, weren't able to finish that because, again, their margin for error is very slim right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, that's where we're at. Um, Taylor has a lot more stuff coming, uh, you know, and bless him and Amit who are down there uh, at Gillette Stadium uh, doing the Lord's work. Uh, There'll be a ton of dream. Well, there's a ton more stuff coming uh, on our uh, website, uh, CLNS Media, including Taylor's breakdown of what he saw. Plus, you'll see some video uh, review stuff and, uh, you know, video analysis uh, on our Patriots uh, press pass uh, uh, YouTube channel, which uh, you should subscribe to. And I know you're watching right now. Uh, if not, if you're if you're not subscribed, please do uh, and tell your friends as well. Uh, best Patriots coverage in town. Obviously, everything Taylor Kyles does, which you definitely want to watch but also in addition to that uh greg bedard patriots podcast andrew callahan's pats interference podcast patriots beat with alex barth and the boys over at pat's pulpit uh who uh did a little uh did a little song and dance for you guys earlier in the evening with pat and matt um uh, bringing you a lot of different patriots content throughout the week and there is more patriots there's even breaking news i'll break it to you later this week another patriots podcast coming to the channel uh can't wait to tell you who that's going to be but a lot a lot a lot of good stuff uh, it could be a long season but there's going to be a lot to talk about uh and we are here to break it down for you and again uh make sure you follow taylor uh on twitter as well honestly the best twitter analyst in the biz uh right now yeah he is he is he is props props where wow. they do they are. Um, so he's keeping you updated in real time, but you're going to want to see the deep dive stuff as well. So check it out on our website uh, in a little bit when that drops. Uh, thank you to our sponsors, FanDuel and Odds Are. Uh, sign up there uh, and please uh, help us support our sponsors. We'd really appreciate it. Other than that, more Pat stuff coming tomorrow. Maybe a Patriots Daily. Uh, maybe a Pat's Beat. Uh, so, yeah, check us out. Are you, have, you got anything scheduled for tomorrow? 
I'm gonna be breaking down the film review. If yep. uh, I'll, I'll find enough good stuff that it's not just gonna be like super depressing. Okay, good, good. That's good. Thanks, guys, for hanging out with us. It is super late, um, so we will let you guys go. But we do appreciate you watching. Pats fall to zero and two. Uh, with a 24-17 loss to the Dolphins. The Jets and Zach Wilson await uh, in the first road game of the year. Taylor will be hitting the road along with Ahmed for that game, so you can uh, check us out on game day for our game day coverage as well. 